0: Super Talk Mississippi media production Super Talk Mississippi and sixpackspeak.com proudly present this is your Godfather this is your general this is our show! This is Super Talk Mississippi. This is our show, Brian Haydad and the Godfather, Stephen Agostinelli. Back with you for our yearly treat, our chit-chat surrounding the Mississippi State LSU game. I'm excited to be back with you because what's up?
1: You know, I posted this on Six Pack this week. This is the least that I know about a Mississippi State team going into a game of any year. It's It's unreal.
0: I cover so, the team. I don't yeah. know m- very much. <laughs> I mean, I, to, I can't go to practice. You know, we do Zoom calls. We don't, we're not allowed to, to uh, request certain athletes. I mean, it's just I – just, I just sort of go with the flow. So, yeah, I feel like I know maybe just a little bit more than the average six-pack, six-pack poster, but not a whole lot more uh, in, this, in this instance. So, as always, for those of you who are not familiar with what we're doing here, uh, our family, me and Steven – First cousins, his my dad and his mom were brother and sister, and uh, every year around this, we have a little mini family reunion because we got some LSU Tigers in the in the family. Our grandparents didn't claim them, but it is what it is there. So let's uh, let's do the introductions. You already know Stephen. Let's keep uh let's go to the let's start with the oldest, the wisest, and in the most physical danger at this time. Marty Augustinelli out in Portland, Oregon. Marty, we're going to wrap this up quickly so you can head out to the riots. Yeah, well, I'm already here, but we're, we're getting ready for our
2: naked protest. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure Thank out
0: which, which one of my championship
2: rings I wear You know, with, to do, as I'm doing the uh, naked protest. I finger to know. wear it on would
0: be the big yeah. question. That's,
2: that's, a, that's another uh, big problem there. But. Don't yeah, put it on the phone. You know I
0: don't like? know about that. Uh, his younger brother, and that's the only time he'll be referred to as younger, and that's John Agustinelli, loyal MSU Bulldog. John Peter. Hell, State, Brian. I'm
3: glad to be here again and uh, echo Steven's uh, uh, talk about not being prepared. I'm as unprepared for this call as any call that we've ever had, and that's saying a lot. You're the so man don't
0: this call. I don't prepare at all anyway. <laughs> all right, I got you. And then last, and certainly least, the man they call the Italian Stallion. You know him. You probably don't love him. Christopher Augustinelli. Chris! The dramatic pause.
4: We are the champions. We are the
5: champions. You know, we are the champions. Coming in very proud. But I will say but I do have time for losers. It's good to hear from my Mississippi State brothers and oh. cousin.
0: Well, I, I appreciate uh, that, I think. Uh, you guys know the drill. We're going to talk about this game. We're going to do the predictions for all the SEC games this week. Later in the show, our friend, not Chris's friend, Peter Burns from the SEC Network will join us in the People's segment. But let's look at Mississippi State LSU. You know, what, what Steven has said is correct. I, I know very little about this Mississippi State team. I feel like it's the same for LSU, especially with as much change. I've never seen this much turnover in one roster from one season to the next, especially coming off of a national title. We'll start with you, Marty. I mean, Be realistic to, when, when I ask you this. What, what do you expect from this LSU team this year?
2: You know, I, I, I actually, I think they'll be better than what you think they will be. Uh, it it all really comes down to what miles brennan is to me if miles brennan has made that next step and he's you know uh got a pretty good command of the offense i think they'll actually be pretty good um i actually think the defense will be be uh better than it was last year i think i think a four three fits our personnel a little better and uh we you know we we actually are actually we don't have a lot of uh, I think a lot, a lot of the starters, you know, have gone on the NFL, but a lot of the people behind them who played a lot, who played, uh, you know, are going to play this year, and they actually there's quite a bit of depth on the team. So I, I think other than quarterback and maybe linebacker a little bit, I think we're actually, have, LSU has a pretty strong team this year.
0: Chris, do you agree with that?
5: I do. I, I think we have some interesting spots. Uh, I have some concern, as I'm sure most Tiger fans do. I, I'm a little concerned with, um, you know our secondary we're not as as large in the secondary as we were last year um, we, we have some new defensive linemen that are, are getting their first starts we have some transfer linebacker in Jabril Cox so there's a lot of unanswered questions but a lot of talent we're loaded at the skill positions when you look at our running backs and our wide receivers even without Jamar Chase but uh, there, there's some areas that you know, I look at our, our starting lineup, and, and, and one I'll, I'll throw out there just for for the sake of the show is, is Cordell Flott. You know, he played in, in in spot situations last year, but he's he's 165 pounds playing the cornerback position in the SEC. I mean, when you go against these bigger receivers, can he, can he withstand it? And so those are areas when I look at our starting lineup and just kind of wondering, you know, where are we going to get picked on this year a little bit? And, and we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be fun playing an all-SEC schedule and and see who can withstand the test of uh, the brutal schedules we have ahead of us.
0: You know, with LSU, there's a lot of familiarity even with the new faces. You know, because a lot of the players are back, and you know, Bo Pelini's a familiar face. You sort of know what you have there, John. When we look at Mississippi State, it is totally different here. You being you know the oldest Bulldog fan in here, I mean. Are you mentally prepared to watch an MSU team pass the ball 50-plus times a game? I'm excited
3: about it. I mean, we've had a – even with, with Mullen and, and uh, whatever happened the last two years, <laughs> you know, we, we did run the ball a pretty good bit. And so we have a quarterback that has experience. That's a, that's a, um, a proven quarterback to some extent. Uh, granted, we, you know, he might be just a hired gun for a year. But um, I'm excited about it, and I think at, at receiver we have talent. It all depends on whether everything gels.
0: Stephen, on the other side of the ball, defensively, you know, we've sort of been spoiled over the past you know few years with defense. This defense is going to look really different, not just in the scheme, but in the personnel. You you mentioned it, you know, prior to us getting started, the depth chart, man. There's a lot of new names and faces on there that even guys like us who really keep up aren't overly familiar with.
1: Totally. I mean, it's a a revamped defense with a completely revamped lineup out of Marquis Spencer, Kobe Jones, uh, Jaden Crumity, Nathan Pickering, and Errol Thompson. You know, there's really not a lot of experience. You have a few players that played last year as a freshman with Martin Emerson, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Marcus Murphy essentially is a is a sophomore, even though he's considered a senior. Yeah. I'm sorry, a junior. Well, it doesn't matter. Um,
0: He's getting an extra year anyway. So.
1: True, and it, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, for Mississippi State to play LSU, this is the best time to play them with such an inexperienced defense. So, if you if, if you if you had an opportunity to beat LSU, the first game is going to be it because uh, I think we're going to maybe have some growing pains on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Chris, I, I know that. Joe Burrow is, is not replaceable, but I know that you have high expectations for Miles Brennan. And, and with, you know, Jamar Chase being out, you know, Terrace Marshall's a good receiver. I'm excited to see this Eric Gilbert kid I keep hearing about so much. Is, is it fair to say that the guy that might be the most missed is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire?
5: Uh, no. I think okay. we're loaded at running back. I, I, with, our, with Curry and, and, and Davis Price and Emory, I mean, these guys are just waiting their turn. I mean, LSU's always never had a shortage of running backs. But, um, you know, I, I'm like Steven. I can't think of a better opponent for Miles Brennan to play than that Mississippi State defense. What a great game for him to start off with and and, and really expose uh, a bad defense and gain some confidence. And that's what i fully expect this Saturday night.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely the biggest uh, concern from, from the Maroon and White perspective. Marty, you know, Terrace Marshall, like I said, I think he's going to be really good. Gilbert, I've, I've heard a lot about. But who who are the other names in this receiving core that are going to sort of fill those roles that, you know, you got to fill Jamar Chase and you got to fill Justin Jefferson and Thaddeus Moss, I mean, a lot, lot of guys from last year.
2: Yeah, there's a guy named Racy McMath who played a little bit last year. He's evidently pretty fast. There's another guy named uh, Keishon Bute, I think is his name. He's a freshman. He was a five-star receiver last year that they recruited. Uh, they have some other guys that played like Trey Palmer and John Trey Kirkland, uh, but again, I think you hit the, the the nail on the head. Eric Gilbert is could be a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, from what I mean, he, he, was, you know, he was the he was the number one, I think tight end in the country last year, the first five star tight end
0: in the history of twenty four seven.
2: Yeah, and he, he's six five, about two forty five, and evidently, you know, they run they in practice. they they are letting him play the X. Yeah. So he's he's playing wide receiver. I mean your cornerbacks are what, like five ten, five eleven? I mean, they, they if he if he really can get out and cover get out in the secondary against these guys, I mean, there's almost no way to stop him. It's just a matter of can he catch the ball.
0: And then on the other side of that, John, I mean state's receivers are big as well. Tyrell Shavers is six six, Osiris Mitchell six five, Malik Keith is six three. But they're unproven. You haven't seen these guys out there yet. You know, That that's the biggest question mark about this team is these receivers have never been asked to do anything like this. Who do you like in that receiving core? Who do you expect a big year from? Um, You know,
3: actually, one one receiver I think Peyton Mm -hmm. is. uh, You know, I've heard I've heard good things about him coming out of you know from from you from from um, Steve Robertson and so forth. People that have had some some insight into what's going on. Um, and some interviews I've uh, heard on the radio, it seems like he has a lot of hype around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know, we, you know, we went through with you know recruiting Malik Heath a couple of years ago, right out of high school, then he went the junior college route. So hopefully, you know, he can he can add um, you know some some skill to the outside. You know, Mississippi State has never really had just a a stable of receivers, no. and just for some reason this year, it, you know, when you just look at it on paper, again <coughs> like you said, unproven with not many catches. Among them all, um, you know, we just got to see if, if, if what's on paper actually uh, translates to what, on,
0: uh, what happens on the field. I mean, you mentioned Peyton. He had uh, nine catches a season ago. And right now, if you said make a prediction, I'm going to put him around 50 just because of the nature of this offense. And then somebody's got to catch these passes, either that or it's going to be the most unproductive thing you've ever seen. And then the guy we haven't mentioned yet is the guy who really had maybe the most noteworthy college football all season of anyone in this country. Stephen, and that's Kylan Hill. His role has changed a lot. You know, he's not going to carry the ball 20 plus times a game anymore, but he is going to touch the ball a lot. What are your expectations of Kylan Hill this year?
1: I I think if you look at Washington State's offense, you know, the past couple of years, they had, I can't remember the guy's name, he was number 34 Mm -hmm. when I would watch their games. But, you know, looking at his production, the touches were there, the yardage was there, Mm -hmm. but it's not just running you know get, getting a handoff from the quarterback right so you know colin's just so talented that you put the ball in his hands that that's what you're shooting for and i think that's what we're going to approach this year my question for you though brian mm. is this the year that the austin williams hype finally <laughs> could, he's the practice player you know you hear it every year austin williams is so good so good mm-hmm. in practice but it never comes to the playing field it's just the year where it finally happens.
0: Well, I mean, that's, you know, there's two ways of looking at that. I mean, is this production going to be better? Absolutely it is, just because of the nature of the offense. And it's obvious that Leach has some confidence in and They've got him at punt returner. So they, they, they obviously like him, and I think he's pre, you, know he's, you know, he's, I know he's going to practice well. But if you're asking me, will he be State's leading receiver at the end of the year, I don't know if that's the case. I would probably put him in the same rage as Javante Payton. He'll be you know, f- between 40 and 60 catches. Uh, somewhere along those lines and, you know, just sort of see what happens with him. With Kylan, you, I, think you, I think the guy you're thinking about is Max Borgie for last that's year a- from, uh, from Washington State. You know, total yardage from scrimmage, he was around 1,600 yards. You know, and that's around uh, – Kylan last year was around 1,450, I think, but 1,300 of that was on the ground. Borgie was split 800 apiece, basically, uh, rushing and receiving. I think Kylan Hill's a more talented back, so we'll see if he can, he can duplicate or, or improve upon that, that production. If he does, you know, State's got a chance to, to win some games. I don't know that this, this is one of those games, but I do think they can win, you know, their share this, this season, as, as Chris mentioned, in this all SEC season. You know, if you go four and six at Mississippi State this year, if you really look at it, that would probably have been an eight and four season in the, in the real, you know, in the, in the, under the real schedule, because you would feel like you're not playing Georgia. So you're not worried about that, and then you you, know, you might I guess you're seven and five, because you would have probably felt good about winning your non-conference games, and then you would have beaten who I have them beating: Arkansas, Missouri, and Ole Miss. And that's a seven and five year, and in, in year one of Leach when you're trying to change everything, I think that's a relatively uh, good season for, for a first year coach making that kind of change. For LSU, I have them right now at eight and two on the year. Uh, and in a regular season, they probably would have gone you know ten and two. Maybe the Texas game might have been a toss-up, but I think they would have handled Texas. I know that I know Marty twinged a little when he heard that. Got to actually, to I actually think Texas is going to be pretty good this year. They're going to be pretty good, but I, I would have taken – in know. Tiger Stadium, you know, in a non-COVID world with 100,000 LSU fans there, I would have taken LSU to win that game. Everybody thinks that Texas is going to be good this it's time always, the year. They're
5: always back, Chris. You I had. mean, they're always back. And, and just like you had Mississippi State having 20 SEC – all SEC picks, Brian – all Texas fans I didn't think they are going 20. to the had like You 40. had, okay, 40. you had five, and you had five LSU guys on your list. Yet you, you had LSU second in the West and Mississippi State fifth. I'm still trying to figure this one out.
0: Well, LSU's got a lot of guys that are, you know, they're just better players around the conference at those positions. I mean, I don't think Miles Brennan will be the All SEC quarterback the way Burrow was a season ago. I don't think that. LSU, you know, I, I don't know enough about Curry and Embry and those guys, but I don't think they'll have better years than, than Najee Harris or Kylan Hill. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes, though. I mean, LSU is certainly more talented team than Mississippi State. You're not going to have any trouble getting me uh, to admit that. But I think State has some individual players that are talented. The difference is State's 30th best player would be LSU's 70th best player is, is probably how you want to look at that. So let's, let's look at these games this weekend. Let's look at the, uh, the schedule. Obviously, like you said, Chris, it's all SEC scheduled. So we only got, you know, SEC games to pick, which is exciting. And then we'll pick LSU State at the end. I will withhold my pick again this year, though, and save that for Friday's Thunder and Lightning. Let's start with the first game of the year in the SEC. The Florida Gators will travel to Oxford, to take on the Old Miss Rebels. Dan Mullen's triumphant return to the school up north. 11 a.m. kickoff, or in Marty's perfect world, 9 a.m., he just rolls out of bed, and it's SEC football on the television. We'll start with Marty. Who do you got?
2: Well, you know, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I learned so much from our friends up in Oxford. Yeah. Yeah, I I learned something recently. I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but, you know, our heroes, they're not just first responders or doctors or nurses. They can also be, for example, your pizza delivery driver. Uh, your plumber, and maybe and maybe even a professor who uses can we say unconventional teaching methods?
0: Sorry. Marty, Marty, are are you a man about, who wears all of those hats. Yes, are you talking about
5: Doctor I Stan mean, or Lane Kiffin? Uh, <laughs> yeah, both.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I, like I was saying, you have to admit this is this. It, it, this, mis- this mistake, and I'm putting it in quotes, is, is the best marketing gimmick of all time. If they can get the rights for the, from this guy, I mean, these stadium cuts will sell like crazy. They could, they could use them as an alumni fundraising you know, gimmick or something. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine $20? it will be like 20 or $30 Coke, Coke uh, soft drinks or something like that. It's <laughs> just unbelievable. But
0: you, anyway. You could buy, buy one on eBay and you know, smell the bourbon. That's <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can you can have the naughty or nice Ole Miss uh, set of Ole Miss stadium cups. There you go. That'd be great. All
2: right.
0: So, what's your yeah. prediction for
2: this one? Yeah, actually, I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think the line was at least yesterday it was like fourteen and a half or yeah. something like that. Um, I just I sort of I sort of think Lane Kiffin will have the offense, but Lane Kiffin is actually a pretty good offense offensive coach. I yeah, mean, he's he really is quite good. I mean, he just he's had you know he obviously is, he sort of seems to be a jerk and. Person, but you know, in terms of offense, he's he's, he's outstanding. I mean, I know Co- Orgeron would hire him in a heartbeat if he were if he were free. Yeah. He, uh, um, that was the plan originally. That was the that was the plan. That was in the binder, right? That was the yeah. famous right. But uh, the, the thing is, I don't think Omis secondary can stop Florida. Yeah, I just that's going to be the problem there. And you know, if the, if this game were late in the season, I might think about picking Ole Miss mainly because I think Dan Mullen usually chokes when anything's on the line. It's true. It just seems like whenever there's a big game, he just, <laughs> they can't do it. I don't know what the guy's problem is. He
0: just doesn't do it.
2: Yeah, well, you and know. The other thing is, that, is Matt Corral starting
0: over John That That, that is the, uh, the, the, the thing that people outside the state of Mississippi don't seem to grasp, is that Matt Corral is going to be the starting quarterback for Ole Miss.
2: How, how does this happen? Does, does Plumbing just not show for practice? Or he what he is, can't
0: throw the ball. He, he just, just can't throw the
2: ball? He just oh can't throw gosh. it accurately.
0: Great athlete, I, I, but I mean every a time that guy's, every time Finch, that guy's Gerald, but a worse passer.
2: Yeah, I mean every time that guy's on the field, I th- I think he's going to break for a touchdown. I mean, yes, it's just, it, it's just I, you know it's, it's just amazing to me that he can't. They, win they're the going to find title.
0: some spots for him. They'll do some wildcat stuff. They'll probably play him at receiver and running back a little bit, but he's not the starting quarterback.
2: Anyway, so I, I went ahead. I've I got Florida still winning this thing, but I got it close thirty five
3: twenty eight. All right, uh, John. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, since Marty took the whole uh, Johnny Sims uh, monologue there, I guess I'll just get straight to the pick. I, I, I'm kind of like y'all. I don't understand why uh, Plumlee's not starting at quarterback. Obviously, Kiffin sees more in the corral and the offense that he wants to run. Um, what the line you said was fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think Ole Miss will cover. It's at home, but. I think the Gators will win, I, I would say. If we're putting scores down, I would say uh, 27-14. All
0: right. Uh,
3: Chris? You talk about the offense. The problem with Ole Miss is their defense. Yeah.
5: And Lane Kiffin is not a defense of mine. I, I, I see Florida winning this game by 30 points. Oh, wow. Okay, big number there. Steven? Florida's, and Florida's supposed to have a pretty big
0: year. They're going to be I mean. good. They're going to be good. There's no question. Yeah.
5: Uh, Trask is is a was a solid quarterback last year coming out of nowhere.
0: Yeah,
5: uh, he he probably was. I'm thinking back to the LSU games last year. He he probably was the most efficient quarterback, maybe outside of. Uh, well, Texas. I mean, you know, I, I think he was probably the best quarterback LSU faced last year.
0: Might have been in yeah. terms of
5: efficiency. Tua, I guess you could say that against Alabama too. But he had I mean, a tough but, game
0: in that game against LSU. So I mean, he had some turnovers. He did,
5: but he still had a big game. Yeah. I mean, there were some bad errors on LSU defense in that game. But um, I, I was impressed with Tra- Trask. I think another year under his belt is going to help him this year. I and mean, Florida's loaded with talent, and they're going to be, as usual, badass on defense. So. Yeah. Uh, what makes you think Ole Miss is going to put a lot of points on them? I I just see this not being very close.
1: All right. Steven? I'm I'm with the same thought as Chris. I think Florida's returning. They have one of the most experienced teams in SEC. Uh, Their defense is really going to be stout. And, you know, Ole Miss is going to struggle defensively, and who knows with their offense. Uh, I don't have very much faith in Matt Corral as being a a legitimate SEC starter. So, I, I really think Ole Miss will win. Well, we'll lose by about 20.
0: It had to hurt to agree with Chris, though. I know, I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think Ole Miss will cover because they get a late touchdown. I think I'm thinking something like 31-20, something like that. They're down 31-14, and Florida just gives up a late score. Something along those lines. But definitely take the Gators uh, to win that one. Uh, I don't know how much we're going to differ on this pick, but Georgia goes to Arkansas. Welcome to the SEC, Sam Pittman. What do you got, John?
3: Oh, I think Arkansas is going to give them a run for their money.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, come on.
4: No, yes, I, sir. This
3: is going to be, this is going to be a, a annihilation. This is terrible. I mean, I actually feel sorry for Arkansas. First of all, I feel sorry that they, they hired this coach. Uh, but, but then to have Georgia coming out of the gates, I mean, if 25 is not enough. They might they – might, uh, 25 is the, the spread I have here. So, yeah. um I mean, it could be it, could, it very well. George could light him up for fifty, yeah, uh, easily. So yeah, George is going to win this. Uh, Chris,
5: I mean, who was who the Alabama interim offensive line coach that became a head coach? You, do you remember what I'm talking about, Brian? He had a real gravelly voice. Was it Joe Kynes? Joe Kines. That's who this Arkansas coach reminds me of for some reason. He's well, probably got good of news most... for Arkansas. He's probably not going to have as much success either. Oh wow! So, uh, I, you know, I just I feel bad for Arkansas on so many levels. They they got the the toughest schedule probably in the SEC. Oh yeah, uh, just brutal. I mean, uh, you know, the only their only saving grace is in in Georgia having some quarterback they're controversial sure issues. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that could be that could make the game interesting. But just like I feel about LSU playing State's defense. I guess I would imagine Kirby's pretty happy playing Arkansas in the first game to try yeah. to iron out some of those details uh, as the season gets going. So uh, I'd say Georgia probably wins by, by four touchdowns.
1: All right. Uh, Steven? You know, Arkansas, with their coordinator hires, you, you, became, you were really impressed mm-hmm. um, with who they hired. I know Barry is the defensive coordinator, correct? Now, yeah. Who is the offensive coordinator? Kendall Yeah. So, you know, coming out of the gate from a coaching standpoint – If uh, it's it's the
0: Orgeron model,
5: it's that's right. You know, or, or, or it's the Deion Sanders model. Well,
4: we'll see how
1: that plays (laughs) out. (laughs) If if he can, you know, get some decent talent in there, he has a chance to turn it around if his coordinators can stay. But just for this game, it's just going to be an easy cover by Georgia. I just don't think he has it yet.
2: All right. Uh, Marty, you know, I've got, Georgia covering the spread. I got thirty-five-six. But the only the only hope Arkansas has is that you know, Georgia is going to start. I think it's DeJuan Mathis or J.D. Daniels. I don't know who's going to. I think start. it's going to be Mathis. It, it's going to be Mathis. Yeah. I've heard JJ Daniels had not been cleared yet. Right. To play. He, yeah. He's got some knee issue or something. But yeah. But they're, they're they're both practicing. But but anyway, if they if they come out and they really don't perform well for some reason, and I think doesn't Georgia have a new offensive coordinator too? Like Todd Monken. Yeah. Or Todd like Monken. That. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, th- if something like that in play maybe keeps the score down. But I don't know if
0: Arkansas can score any
2: points. <laughs> I mean, they, they really aren't very good. So, yeah, 35-6. I'll go with that.
0: Uh, on the other side of that coin, you know, we got an actual interesting game here, and that's Kentucky traveling to Auburn. Uh, this, this is really the game of the weekend. This will be the, the, the two best teams that are playing each other. Uh, we'll start with Chris. You know, I I don't really know much about Auburn this
5: year. I haven't done a lot of reading on them. This is what Mm -hmm. sucks about not seeing any games going into this. Um, You know, there's no War Eagle flying around the stadium, so they they lose their mojo a little bit. Um, But, you know, Auburn Auburn always seems to compete well under – uh, in these sort of games against the what I would call the lower-tier East teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see that being any difference against Kentucky. Kentucky's quarterback's returning, though, isn't he? Terry Wilson yeah.
0: is
4: back.
5: Ter- t- 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 yep. t- t- tell, me, tell me, who's coming back from Kentucky in terms of their starters from last year? Yeah, they, man, were- they
0: have, what, three first-team and second-team offensive linemen, so their line is good. They've got, they've got a lot of, of guys back, but they lost, you know, Lynn Bowden, which was, you know, the whole their whole offense, basically, the last half of the season.
5: Yeah, and Auburn lost their, their their powerhouse D line. Didn't they? Yeah, they
0: so, lost, they, they lost some, yeah. some big names there. Derek yeah, Brown,
5: yeah, the more we talk about it, it's going to be an interesting game. I, oh, yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't, I don't. I'm going to go with the home team just because of name recognition, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely enjoy watching this one to see how it comes out. Right. I'll say Auburn by by uh, a couple points.
0: Okay, close game. Uh, what do you got there, Steven?
1: You know. <clears throat> Looking at the SEC, SEC schedule as it is now, is there a home field advantage anymore? No. I mean, besides the travel could be it, the, the, the familiarity of the fact that you can you know stay at home. Uh, but she has new grass. I bet that's, a, that's a big deal. <laughs> Less miles would be stoked. That's right. If, if this was, I would think if this was a normal season with the same setup, obviously as far as returning players, I would take Auburn to win. But the fact that I think the home field advantage is lost, that that's going to be a big thing, I think, for some of these close games where, you know, on paper you could see a possible upset. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kentucky winning this game outright. All
0: right. You guys know, if, you, if you're a Thunder and Lightning listener or Sports Talk Mississippi listener, you know, hating on Auburn is my brand. And I, never, <laughs> I never trust Auburn. Uh, and I, I like Kentucky. That program, I think they're sort of close to their ceiling, You know, seven, eight wins a year. They're sort of like Mississippi State. You know, seven, eight wins a year. Maybe they can have a year where they jump up to ten wins if things play out right for them. I like them to win this game. I think Mark Stoops is a good coach. Uh, They're going to be tough, and I just don't have a lot of faith in the Tigers. So give me uh, me Kentucky to win this one. Uh, Marty, what do you say? I, I'm the
2: same boat. I I put twenty eight twenty four down. Auburn's a ten point, a point favorite. I think as of yesterday. So yeah. it's you know. But the thing is, Terry Wilson is twelve and three as a starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he's by a sixty seven percent passer uh, at least that the year he played the full year. So you know, he's actually a pretty good quarterback. Um, I, I'm like I said, and in, in, in Auburn's uh, Chad Morris is, is their new offensive coordinator. I think right. That's so correct. Yeah. I'm just curious. <laughs> it's, I you wouldn't know, think i touch anything is,
0: right now. Yeah,
2: right. I know. I have I, watched him, and he's just he's he. Was, certainly wasn't a very good head coach. No, and I'm just curious what's going to happen when. Yeah, Mal
5: Malzahn runs the offense, I mean, don't it's kid true. yourself there.
2: True. Yeah, but uh, Chad Morris will call the place, right? So that,
0: that, that's what they're saying. But you know how you never know how that's going to go. I mean, so we'll see. Uh, John,
3: man, you know what? The best thing about this game is that Kentucky can get up early on Auburn, and we could all watch Malzahn have a daggum coronary on the sideline. Because he has got the most – his expressions, when he gets down and frustrated, you you would think he's like five years old, kicking and screaming in the store because his parents didn't buy him a toy or something. So that that's what I'm looking forward to this game for. But I, I really do believe that Auburn's going to beat him. There is I, – I, I'm putting a little bit more – Faith and home field advantage, I think Stephen was mentioning earlier. Yeah, it's going to be a limited crowd, but it is. I think the travel, especially from um, Lexington to Auburn, may, you know does have a little bit of wear on the team. Um, also, I guess they're following the same thing, 25% in the stadiums blast, maybe. I don't right, know. Yeah. Okay, so what's that about? It, Auburn holds about ninety? Oh, about around
0: 90, so yeah, do the yeah. math, Marty. Yeah, what's the
3: math? Well, twenty seven five, Marty? Twenty three twenty three thousand. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Chris. It,
2: it's 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 twenty two
3: five, right? Twenty-two five. There you go. I said twenty seven five. I, going, I, shoot, I did it the wrong way.
2: Yeah.
3: Anyway, so but I think Auburn will win. I think um, I'm not sure if Auburn will cover. I think the
0: spread was ten or
3: yeah. so. Uh, but uh, Auburn will win. If we're gonna put a score on it, I'd say 28 twenty eight twenty.
0: Interesting note. If Marty and I are right, the next week Auburn plays at Georgia. They could be 0 and 2 to start the year. That would be Ill. in a non-COVID year. That would be really interesting to see how Malzahn reacted to that. But we'll- so
1: let me let me interject and in say sec- I want to ask a question here. Sure. Will there be a coach fired in the SEC?
0: Mason, maybe because they're going to be so bad. But I don't know. Must champ, champ is still with
5: South Carolina. He? he would probably yeah.
0: get fired at the end of this year yeah. if it was a normal year. But Spe- we'll, have to, we'll have to see.
5: Speaking of sideline antics, I mean, yeah. I think he, he tops uh, Malzahn. Well, we'll
0: go into that game then, since since we're talking about him. Well, I South guess the, que-
2: the question, the question though, guys, is in a year where the, you know the stadiums are going to be mostly empty, can they can these places afford
0: the big buyout? Probably. I mean, I just they probably can, not and so even if Malzahn goes 2-8 you know, and eight or whatever. Or not Malzahn, yep. but Mushchamp, yeah, 2-8. and eight, Probably going to keep him around. Let's talk about that game. South Carolina at Tennessee. I think Tennessee is ranked for the first time in preseason in quite a while. Uh, I got to see them last year. They, the, the state game was sort of what sparked their turnaround. They were really bad the first month of the season. Thank, thank goodness for Joe Moorhead. He showed up and saved the day for them. Uh, South Carolina, I don't like them at all. I'll start on this one. I, I, like I said, I think Mushchamp would have gotten fired at the end of this year. Uh, they, they, Mike Bobo is their offensive coordinator. So we already know how that's going to go. He's going to start his quarterback from Colorado State instead of the kid Holinsky, who was really good last year and led them to that win over Georgia. Um, I'll take Tennessee to win. Well, I don't know what the spread is. I think it's three, but I would like Tennessee by more than that for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with uh, Steven.
1: I think I think Tennessee wins. I just uh, South Carolina. There's just not the. They don't have the mo going for them. The momentum's lost as far as the program. Um, like you said, a normal year maybe Muschamp would probably be fired, uh, but I think he might get another year just because of the situation. Yeah, um, but I'll take Tennessee. All right. Marty.
2: Yeah, I had Tennessee uh, oh, yeah, 24 I mean, the, okay. the yeah, it's close game. I, the only thing I get nervous with Tennessee is that, you know, they they ended the year pretty well last year, but they were basically playing weaker teams. You know, so it's sort of hard to tell if they really turned the corner or they just haven't taken advantage of teams that just aren't very good. But I South Carolina just. Yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're they're never any good. Right? So, yeah, you know, it's it's a close game against teams. That, and two teams that I don't think are very either. Either of them is very good.
3: All right, John. Yeah, I mean I don't know I don't know how Marty thinks South Carolina's going to score twenty points. Um, it, I, I I think Tennessee will will definitely cover a three point spread. Uh, probably you know, twenty. I'll say twenty seven ten. Tennessee.
0: All right, Chris. Does the Spaniard Garcia or Jadavian Clowney playing? Neither one of those guys are gonna are, are have any eligibility left. I don't believe.
5: I, I'm, I'm, I was for all the cream talk references from ten years ago. For all <laughs> the, the
0: Spaniard, old, I'd forgotten about the that. Spaniard. Uh, I
5: don't know why that hit me all of a sudden, but I don't. It just shows you how much faith I've got in Muschamp. He has just lost any mojo he's had, and um,
3: I, I just West don't Champ see him. Muschamp is, is canceled, Chris. He's canceled wouldn't and he's canceled. I wouldn't we'll hire him. Would you, would you hire him?
5: No. <laughs> I mean, I mean how, many, how many losing seasons do you need to have before you realize he's not that good? Probably so, at least uh, one
0: more. So.
5: Well, well, Corona may save him, but Tennessee's going to beat him.
0: Gotcha. All right, no real – don't want to talk too much about Vanderbilt and Texas A&M. Obviously, we're all going to pick the Aggies. I guess if I had – just, just yes or no, we'll start with you, Marty. Does Vanderbilt score in this game?
2: I, I think they'll score a few points. The Aggies' defense isn't great, right? Okay. They, might, they might score a, few, a touchdown or two. All
3: right, John? You know what? If there was ever a game that I would wish for an upset, <laughs> it is this one. From the stand, if, if, the, if the football gods could shine down <laughs> on the Vanderbilt Commodores to beat Jimbo Fisher, I can't stand that cat.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would be hilarious uh, I, I, I,
4: beyond belief.
3: I, I, I mean, the post-game press conference would be pay-per-view. So, okay. But yeah, I, I'd say the Aggies are going to beat them big. Will, will Vanderbilt score? I'll give him three points. All right, Chris?
5: You know, I, I'd rather talk about the seventh-year senior Kellen Bond and, and <laughs> you know, this guy is an anomaly to me. I mean, he plays the game of his life two years ago against LSU Mm -hmm. and just put a stake right through my heart. And I had to live with that for 365 days here in in Houston, Um, in your house, but in my house of all matters, you know, so that was, that was a tough year, but but we, we, we survived that Our marriage is strong. That's good. (laughs) But, you know, even even the Aggie faithful are tired of Kellen Mond, and you know it, it'll be interesting to see what sort of coaching, uh, you know, you know his experience and 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 Jimbo's uh, uh, years of handling great quarterbacks, quote unquote, with Jameis Winston and stuff. If that rubs off on on Mond this year, I'm really interested to see what type of player and how long that leash will be this year because. I don't know. I mean, I think all, all, all goes through him. Last year, his offensive line wasn't very good either, so we'll have to see if A&M's O-line's any better, but I think they'll get by Vanderbilt, but it'll be interesting to see them go through this this SEC gauntlet and see how
0: they survive. Does Vanderbilt score?
5: You know, I, I, why wouldn't they? All right. I mean, is, 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 am, I, am I missing something about Vanderbilt? While they they are going to be
0: really bad offensively. I did an interview with uh, Adam Sparks, who covers them for the Nashville Tennessean, and Man, he did not pull any punches when he talked about how bad he expects this offense to be. So, Who do they hire as a new coach? They still have Derek Mason. I thought he got let
5: go. He's he's still there.
0: He's still there. Yeah, that's unbelievable. All right. Steven? They don't score. Next game. Next game. I'm with Steven. I don't think they score (laughs) in in this one. And then the only SEC West-on-West matchup is the big game that we're talking about, Mississippi State. Uh, versus LSU, I will defer to my elders.
1: Wait, we'll wait, let... wait, we missed the game. We did? did? we do Alabama and Missouri?
0: No, we didn't. You're we right. We sure did. My bad. Good, good call, Steven. Will uh, Missouri sort of same, score? Sort of the same thing. <laughs> I mean, will Missouri score? I, I think they'll <laughs> score because Alabama is notorious for letting them <laughs> at the end of the game. Uh, and, I, and Saban has a heart. Yeah. He has a heart. It's a small so, one, but I agree. A, so. I, I,
2: love, I love the name of their new coach, Eli Drinkwitz. But he, it, sound,
0: it sounds like he'd be perfect at the Phi Tall House at Ole Miss. Right? Oh my gosh!
1: So. I think it, I think that guy. Let me just say I think that guy's a worse higher than uh, Sam Pittman.
0: Well, yeah, he yeah he, he took over an App State program that was already winning. He had one yeah, good year, like, and they were like, "Well, I, was he the brains behind the operation?" Never mind that Satterfield went to Louisville and is doing well there. Maybe not this past Saturday, but still. But yeah, Alabama, Missouri, and and Missouri is sort of COVID ravaged right now. They're only going to have like 60 players available for this one. So no no fourth stringers to put in. The first stringers are just going to get beat up the entire game. So we'll move on from that one. And we we'll look at Mississippi State LSU. Marty Agostinelli, you, you have the
5: Hey, real, real quickly, before yeah. we go, the, the, have y'all read the article on Saban and his time at Toledo that came on ESPN.com? I haven't seen it. It was, ex- it was excellent. And I mean, it's more of what you would expect from Saban, but, but take take a good – read at that today when you get some time it, it's
4: a, a good cap. article
0: all right marty lead us off you know i was
2: going i was thinking about this and i first thing i was thinking was i have to admit you, you guys probably are asleep by this time but i'm gonna miss my late night washington state game out here on the west coast <laughs> <laughs> i
0: mean honestly back 12 after dark man
2: yeah it's, it, it was the perfect time because they start about the time when lsg would be finishing their late you know their night game and it was like it was like the dessert, you know. No matter who they were playing, it was always going to be high scoring, nail biter. It didn't matter who was ahead or by how much. It pretty much came down the last drive because both defenses were just gassed, you know. Yeah. People were basically just interfering just to get it down the last play, <laughs> I mean, it was just hilarious. <laughs> but it capped off my weekend. It was just fantastic. But
5: but they're canceled.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but this is the SEC, not the Pac-12. I think this is the first time in a long time that Leach has really coached in a conference with good defenses. I mean, he coached a long time ago as an offensive coordinator at Kentucky with Hal Mummy and they had Tim Couch. But you know, coaching in the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve, there's just the defenses aren't typically very good. Right. And the other thing is, you know, KJ Costello hasn't really uh, you know played against good defenses. I mean, he, I, I'd, I'd argue, guys, don't drink the Kool Aid on his Pac twelve stats. I mean. Basically, every team is a 3,000-yard passer in the Pac-12. It doesn't take much. Uh, and the other thing I heard, right. yeah, I think I heard Myles Brennan's going to be wearing an extra tight belt this year because we know the only way State can stop us is to pull down our pants. So uh, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be uh, taken care of. But anyway, I think LSU actually covers, I think the spread was 16, if I remember correctly. I think LSU will cover the spread. I think it's be 42-24, something like that.
0: That's, that's a respectable score. That's yep. probably close to where I am. Uh, I'll go with John. See,
3: I, I, I disagree with my older brother. I think his I think his logic is, is flawed. <laughs> I know. It won't be worse. It won't be worse. There won't be any pantsing going on either. I mean that, that's what happens down the bayou a lot. But anyways, what we what we see I think you're underestimating the genius of Mike Leach, what he brings, the scheme that he brings, the talent that we have at, at quarterback. The SEC defenses have not seen anything like this. So, therefore, State will definitely cover, I think the line was 16. Is it 16 or 17? It depends a half. on where you look, man. You can see it yeah, to, I've, I've seen it up to 19 and, games, 19 and a half. 19 and a half. We will definitely cover a 19 and a half uh, um, uh, spread. In fact, I am will be bold enough to go out on a limb and say that our Mississippi State Bulldogs will outright win this game. Yeah, <laughs> you Got to <laughs> be kidding! Let's go. Let's go. Somebody a somebody check John's temperature. I think he's got coronavirus. In Baton Rouge 45
0: <laughs> to 42. Ooh. That'd be an exciting game I, 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 I would be down for that. We'll see how that plays out. i, I, I I'm with you in spirit, John. I'll say that. Uh, Chris Man, somebody I assume, has to be brave. Chris, I assume your prediction will be different.
5: uh No one
0: can be that stupid <laughs>
5: that, that that's just uh awful.
0: look i got, I got my 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 game's already started.
5: I watched sixty Minutes Sunday. got fired off watching Coco or You know you can totally see where where Kojo gets his inspiration from. He, he's going to bring it. We got new graphs. That's from Red Bull. We got Go 25,000 25, savage fans going to be bringing it to try to keep the crowd noise up. We've got a brand new quarterback who's been waiting his turn, rubbing off off, off Burrow last year and taking some of that genius. We've got incredible skilled players. We've got a Heisman candidate, which nobody's even talked about in Stingley. We are ready. We are fired up. We've got a lot of players that are highly motivated. They have a lot to prove, knowing that this is a brand new team. LSU forty-five, Mississippi State seventeen. Ooh, camp blowout canceled. city
0: for for Chris Stephen. You're bringing up. You're the anchor man. What do you got?
1: The big anchor. Advantage <laughs> at quarterback, Mississippi State. Uh-huh. Advantage at running back, Mississippi State. Ad- even offensive line. Wait, wait, advantage, wait! What was that? Quarterback advantage? advantage? Yeah, of course. Man, advantage, advantage. No, at uh, at wide receiver, LSU. Yes. So we're winning two or of the four offensive positions. So in that, with that same vein, we'll just outscore LSU. I'm with John. Mississippi State, 41. LSU, 37 i yes. a victorious call at the end of the LSU game. It's our year, baby. Going 10-0 and, and not winning a national championship because it doesn't really matter. It's an exhibition season.
3: The Marine <laughs> goggles are <you're laughs> killing me. Play a game, please. They, they, I mean, they yep, are in full force, no question. Chris, not. you're putting your faith in a quarterback that has been sitting on the sidelines for three years.
0: He, I trust absolutely all I, all I say about me. Brennan is he was so good – that LSU had to go out and get a transfer in Joe Burrow to replace him. He, he wasn't ready. He wasn't Joe a Burrow's
3: ready. a backup quarterback it? at Ohio State and beat Brennan out. So I mean, He's, only, he's
5: only been the most prolific quarterback in college football history. Well, That's a really brilliant system, move.
3: System,
0: Joe Burrow's not there to prep everybody system up. Quarterback. Anymore, so, you know.
5: System quarterback. A, br- a brilliant move by our genius coach <laughs> to go out and find that talent. <laughs> and, and he does what he's doing. All Miles right. Brown. Well, we'll it, it, again, if he
2: if, he's a, if he was just a system quarterback, we got a great system. Miles Brennan's going to be fantastic. We'll see. All right, you have a great of
0: system. of geniuses, the man that we all love to talk to. Let's go now to the people segment, and Chris's best friend, Peter Burns. Let me say one thing before before you go to him, Brian. I mean, you're just taking away my segues. Go ahead. Make sure
5: that Peter's mask is soundproof. <laughs> Let's
0: go to the People segment, Peter Burns. It is the People segment, and we are glad to welcome back, as is our annual tradition, Peter Burns of the SEC Network. Peter, I know you, you know, I see you on TV. I've talked to you in person. You're a very positive guy by nature. I know these past few months, though, had to be sort of stressful just trying to get through all this. But now that we are at this point, we're at the point where, you know, kickoff is imminent. How pumped are you?
4: Oh my goodness! It's unbelievable. Like my wife has never been so excited to get me the hell out of the house on on the weekends. She's just like, please, dear Lord, go to work. May they be college football, so we don't have to see you so much. Uh, it's been weird, guys. I mean, you know, I mean, I think we're all kind of sitting in the middle of it, just been waiting for the season. Um, and again, as we get closer and closer, I'm almost like don't even like talking about it. Like I don't want to jinx it. Um, you, know, you saw the news of North uh, what uh, Notre Dame and Wake yeah. Forest having to cancel a game and. You know, I, I think that's one of the situations we're going to be looking at all season long. So it just feels weird because every time I feel like I want to break down a game, I'm thinking, all right, who the hell is going to be eligible and who's going to be able to actually play in the game when it comes to lineup time?
0: <laughs> so, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk since through any of all this, I guess, and because, you know, we missed SEC media days. Mike Leach to Mississippi yeah. State, what was your first reaction to that?
4: First of all, how crazy is that? We haven't even talked about that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if you would have told me, like, you and I are hanging out, or immediate days or whatnot, you um, are even like, you know, let's say March, like March first, and you're going to be like, all right, here's the deal: Lane Kiffin is going to be at Ole Miss, Michael Leach is going to be at Mississippi State, and freaking Deion Sanders is going to be at <laughs> Jackson State. And oh, by the wow. way, you got to wear a mask everywhere a bunch of games are canceled, Pac-12's not playing, I'd be like, what the F is going on? Like, I really, like, this is a bad episode of, like, Ashton Kutcher's punk Like, I don't know. But uh, I love it, man. I mean, I, I you know, I've covered Leach whenever I was working in Texas for a while, and he was over at Texas Tech, so he was always this, this legendary character. Um, you know, and then and, and even when see him going to Washington State, like, I was, I was torn last year because I was like, man, I, I, it, or a couple years ago, where I really wanted him to go to Tennessee, and it looked like the deal was done because I'm like, finally, I'll get to cover Mike Leach. And sure enough, that deal fell through. And, again, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for, I mean, personally, just being selfish, myself and, and SEC fans, just being able to cover him. But, I mean, you know what you have, right? You know you have a guy that's brilliant when it comes to offensive game planning, and he's a different character. He's a fun interview. But I think people get lost in the fact of how kooky his interviews are, in the fact that he's one of the sharpest football minds out there, and he's had success at kind of off-the-beaten-path places. And I think that's, that's a place where you can have a lot of success, and now he's going to get unbelievable recruits down there to start. For. So, Peter, what are your expectations for Leach in year one? Hell, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel so bad because I'm, I'm supposed to have this like professional answer. I'll be like, "Well, you know," I mean, I think we should win next amount of games. I'm like, man, I don't even know. I don't even know the last time I showered. Like 2020 is just all kind of a, like an a absolute cluster. You know what? Um, and I think that's the, that's that's the beauty of it. Like you know, like all these kids now are getting a free year of eligibility, and I feel like all the coaches are getting that as well too. Like I, I feel like, you know, traditionally when you take over for a program, it's, you know, quote-unquote year zero, right? None of these guys are your recruits. You're just trying to figure out what the hell you got on the roster. You times that probably by five, considering that no spring spring practice. I mean, how the last time I talked to Mike, I was like, hey, you know, you know what's it like to be in Starkville? And he goes, well, I, I, I've been in Key West the whole time. <laughs> so um, it's different for him. So, I, I mean, that's a long-winded way of saying I expect there to be some places where they look great and, like, holy crap, this is going to come together. And I expect there to be some times where I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, you know, this doesn't look right. And it's just going to take a while for him to get the personnel that he wants there down in Starkville. But the thing is, is that you know what he brings, Right. It's not like, oh, this might work. I wonder, like, you know what the passing attack is going to be at Texas Tech. You know what it was at Washington State. Why the hell is it not going to be that way at Mississippi State? That's going to be a fun-as-hell place to play down there.
1: That's definitely. Uh, looking at LSU and you know, Joe Brady moved on, what do you? how different do you think LSU looks without Joe Brady? And was his impact
4: overstated or understated? Yeah, I think it was properly stated, right? I think that he was important because he brought new concepts that LSU never really thought of. You know, they always like, "All right, well, let's get you know, let's get wild and crazy with this offense," and like that was like two new tough dives, right? Like that was never really that kind of craziness. And Brady was like, "No, let's reinvent this thing." And so I don't think it looks a ton different because remember it was Steve Ensminger who was the offensive coordinator. I mean. Brady called some third down plays, but he was mostly the passing game coordinator. So when I look at it, I, I, Steve Insberg didn't throw out the playbook. It's not like, all right, well, we're going to throw all those plays out because Joe Brady's no longer here. Like the playbook's going to be the same. The difference is you just got a different maestro, um, you know, in, in Miles Brennan as opposed to Joe Burrow. So I still think they're going to be good. I, I think that um, I think they'll look a little bit differently. Um, that they won't be as explosive. Brandon's going to make more mistakes, but on the opposite side of it, I think the defense is going to be probably a little bit more ferocious just to the fact that Bo Pelini is going to scheme up a lot more of aggressive schemes than, than what uh, Dave Veranda had.
0: So this Saturday, probably the most entertaining game, you know, pre- looking at it ahead of time, uh, of the week one schedule, Mississippi State and LSU. I, mean, I, I expect this, the short answer to this would be points, but what do you expect to see from these two teams on Saturday?
4: points and, and, you know, I mean, it just, <laughs> I mean, I just I think just fun football, guys. I mean, yeah. I think uh, I'm going to smile in so many different ways. Like, this is the first year I can remember me being a diehard LSU fan, as you guys know, that I'm like, I really don't have any expectations for this year. Like, nothing is going to cap what happened the last year. You combine to what's happening this year, it's like, Like, you know, I know as an SEC fan, we're always programmed to to bitch and moan and complain about things, and, like, if this is the one year that I'm like, dude, let's just be happy and thankful, like, be positive that we're actually getting football. So, I mean, it's going to look weird of seeing 20,000 people in Tiger Stadium. Um, That's going to seem weird. Seeing Mike Leach, it's going to see... It's going to seem weird. K.J. Costello, the Stanford quarterback, throwing for, God knows, probably, what, 300 yards, uh, maybe in a losing effort. I think in a losing effort because I think LSU just has too much talent. Um, But I think it's just going to look different, the whole situation this year. I'm just glad we're having it. Um, I I think for LSU, I still think that, you know, everyone's talking about, hey, you know what they're going to do offensively. I still think wide receiver-wise, they're in really good shape. Uh, Even though we're losing Jamar Chase, I still think that's going to be a team to be, you know, a a force to be reckoned with, especially by week three or four when they get it rolling. So, I like LSU winning this week probably 19 is a lot of points. I think it's closer to, like, a two-touchdown differential. I probably end up seeing something like 30, I don't know, like 38, 24, something along those lines.
0: We're, We're sort of on the same page there, Peter. I'd love to close on the positivity, but... I mean, we're don't remiss. ask me about him. Don't even
4: ask me. Don't even ask me about that SOP. <laughs> you know, you, you know it. You Just know he is
0: chomping you know. at the bit to get get on this podcast. He wants to be on these interviews, and I say, you know, Chris, it's a very professional atmosphere. I try to keep on, on the people segment. You you want no part of that because you know. But if you've got anything you want to say to him, now would be the time.
4: No, because you know what? I only make time in my life and take time out of my schedule for people that I like, and that's why I talk to you, gentlemen. So if you want to just, after I hang up, you're going to tell the listeners the back story of he who shall not be named while I'll never talk to him in my life. Um, I, I, just, I got no time. I got no time for that. I only hang out with winners. That's it. No time for losers.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Peter Burns from the SEC Network. Peter, Saturday night, I'm watching every highlight you, you, you call up there, buddy. I can't wait for college football hey, this Saturday.
4: Can't can't wait for it. And then Monday morning, remember, we'll be back on SEC this morning. Me and Chris Dory will be live on SEC Network breaking it down. So uh, it's going to be a hell of a year. And, um, again, let's, uh, maybe let's see some upsets in week one. And if, if there was an upset that was going to happen outside, I think Kentucky does beat Auburn. It, Ooh, it, it, it could be Leach just pulling a rabbit out of his hat. So,
0: We'll see, we'll see. Thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate it.
4: Later, boys. Yeah, thank you, Peter. All
0: right, thanks to Peter for his time. Really appreciate that, Chris. You heard what he had to say. Oh You didn't hear what he said he had to say because he said he had nothing to say to you. So, we'll move on from that. Guys, as always, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys coming on. Always good to talk to the family. Uh, and uh, we'll see who's calling who on Saturday night with a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, smack talk. So, for Marty, for John, for Chris, and Go for targets. Steven. Great to talk to you guys. This has been this is our show on Super Talk. Mississippi. Yeah!